Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Summertime BitBoys. I'm James. I'm Blake. And this week we are looking exclusively at Jurassic Park. This was uh, Blake's suggestion, so was there any particular thought process for why you wanted to do these games in particular? Well, Jurassic Park was actually the original Hollywood blockbuster when it came to summer releases. Even though it was released back in 1993, the idea of releasing movies in the summer was a well-known thing, but there was no concept of the summer blockbuster, more of like release movies in summer to make money. But Jurassic Park, you know, blew every movie out of the water during that summer. So everyone's like, okay, this is what we need to do. Release the best movie we can make in a whole year during summer to make as much money back as we can. So I felt it was kind of a a good thing to jump off of when you think about it. It's the beginning of summer. We're going to start to maybe see some summer blockbusters as, you know, movie theaters start to reopen around the world. So, yep, that's fair enough. It's very true. And uh, the one we're going to be starting with first was, I believe it's just Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. Didn't have a subtitle yes. or anything, did it? No, just uh, Jurassic Park for Super Nintendo by Ocean. So originally I played the Amiga version of this. So going in and playing this, uh, I did have some limited experience with it. I know my friend back in England had it on the Super Nintendo, but obviously back then I probably wasn't old enough or smart enough to put two and two together and think, oh, this is just kind of like a, I guess essentially a downgraded version of the Amiga one. To a lesser extent, when I looked up online, it seemed that way, except that the SNES version had way more vibrant colors compared to the Amiga version. Yeah. Um, I guess the main difference is, like, just loading it up straight out the gate was uh, just, I guess, the difference in sprites, the... Super Nintendo was going for more of a kind of, I guess, cartoony vibe, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Whereas the Amiga was, I guess, trying to make them look a little more life-size and proportionate, things like that, less of a platforming type thing. Yeah, but, you know, the Super Nintendo version was essentially also based on the NES version, even though the NES version wasn't as open world, it was more linear so i think it was based on levels if i recall correctly but they look pretty similar the same kind of isometric view Hmm. uh one thing so obviously you don't really need to explain the game too much because if you haven't seen jurassic park well we can't really explain the plot of that other than its dinosaurs have been recreated but the snes version of this game is sort of like a top-down shooter with some first-person sections thrown in as well whenever you enter a building. Yeah. And also, the game takes certain aspects of the novel and certain aspects of the movie and kind of smashes them together. Oh, fair enough. So, um, I think going into this game, uh, I mean, the music was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed the music and uh, inside the buildings, it was good at changing the atmosphere up and things like that. So outside, I felt it was very kind of family-friendly, sort of action platformery, shootery type game. But then whenever you ventured inside, it came a little more tense because of the music. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good at switching up and making different areas of its world come to life through the different kind of music and dinosaurs that you'd bump into in various parts of the map yeah you know for me um i don't know about you but i love that elevator music i mean that was the most cliche perfect elevator music and then when you exit the elevator you can still hear the music and have a dinosaur attacks it's just that kind of funny sequence yeah i mean i was really impressed with how much they managed to get out of it i mean Those sections are good, but obviously they have not aged well doing first person with a D-pad and uh, the frame rate absolutely tanks during that. Oh, yeah. But I was going to say is that... So when you played this game, did you beat it on on Amiga as well? It was so long ago, but I believe I did beat it when I was a kid. I just remember the first half of it 
very explicitly because I remember the sewer stages really terrifying me with the dinosaurs creeping around in the water. Yeah. And I kind of remember the Triceratops and scaling mountainsides and things like that. But it was so long ago that I don't vividly remember the end. I went through a little... I sort of watched it on YouTube to figure out the ending, and it looked as if you get chased around by a T-Rex. Yeah. And you're going to have to stop it with the flare gun and things like that. Well, one thing I was going to say about this game is, you know, I didn't know that there was Amiga version, so you brought it up. I just knew about the NES version, uh, the Super Nintendo version, and the Genesis version. Now, growing up, I own the Genesis version, so I'm actually pretty well-versed in it, but since you didn't play it, I won't talk about it too much, but I will talk about at least my memory of this game. I first played this game at my friend's house, and I remember very vividly that my friend said to me, don't touch my Super Nintendo, we have to keep it on, and uh, we can't turn on the TV. I was like, why? What's going on? And he said, this game has no password system. He's like, if you die, you lose all your progress. <sighs> so I just remember asking him, like, how long has your Nintendo been on for? He was like, about two days straight. Because he's trying to beat it. And, you know, we had school and stuff, but obviously there's no way to do it. So what he did, we were pretty young at the time, too, I think, you know, seven or eight. But his parents basically pulled out some junk TV out of the garage. And he has Super Nintendo plugged in in the garage just so he could try and beat the game. And... So I remember that memory so well because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that this game would make you do it. So I rented the game. And as a kid, this game kind of scarred me, to be honest. I couldn't play it longer than five minutes as a kid. I used to get killed constantly. Because in the game, uh, for people who haven't played it, when you start walking around, they have scripted events where raptors jump out of the trees or like the jungle-ish areas. And only certain weapons kill the raptors. And then any of the tranquilizers just knock them out and they come back and they can kill you really quick. And then there's those little corridors where the Triceratops comes out. If it hits you, it's automatic death. Or if you walk to another corridor, a T-Rex can appear and eat you. Oh my God, I used to die all the time as a kid. I, I hated the game. Yeah, I kind of found that um, just the... I mean, I don't know how it stacks up to the SNES version because obviously I didn't play the Genesis one. But uh, I found that at the start as well, that if you just walk straight forwards, there's no real kind of direction to the game. And that I just got absolutely bum-rushed by raptors at the start, and it's just borderline near impossible to fight back against them until you realize, oh, if I go into the trees, all the raptors are just going to come out and get me, so I have to kind of avoid going into that area. Yeah, well, I, I was actually talking about the SNES version. Sorry if it was confusing, but uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I enjoyed what I played of the game, but I do think it suffers from that very old-school kind of navigational issue of it just drops you, gives you kind of an instruction, but then makes kind of no indication as to where you should be going to do that. Oh yeah, there's nothing. You have no clue where to go in the game whatsoever. So it's a very trial and error style game because I didn't. I wandered around everywhere before I realized that I had to restore power to do anything in multiple areas. So I'd gone all the way. I'd made my way all the way to the uh, boat section. Yeah. Before, before I realized that, like, oh, I can't use any of these consoles because I haven't powered the generator back on. So it's, uh, and then there's God knows how many key cards in that game, and there doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason to whose key card does what and where. So you just yeah. pick up so many of them, and I might be wrong, but I don't believe there's a way to check which cards you already have. No, you so, can't. There's no item checklist, and also there's no ammo list either. Yeah, so it is real hard to keep track of what you are doing, what you have, and then where you are supposed to use that. Yeah. So that was very frustrating for me. Oh, this game to me, like it brought back such terrible memories. I'll be honest, I used the guide after a little bit because I was like, I had such bad memories attached to it. I just, I couldn't sit there with the frustration. And with the, and even with the guide, the game took like four and a half hours to beat or something. I still felt like this is ridiculous. 
Because the level of backtracking you had to do was like insanity. Yeah, and um, the mountain range is by far the worst area, I think, because the collision detection is... Oh, with the falling boulders? <laughs> the falling boulders and any paths that go at a 45 degree angle. Oh, yeah. Like, they did not map that shit, and you have those tiny little dinosaurs chasing you around everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I did not think the eight-directional aiming in this game was very good. It was incredibly hard to hit those little bastards. Yeah, for those little guys, I would have suggested to use the uh, electric thing or the stun gun, whatever the hell they called it. Yeah. But uh, the two weapons I used throughout the game were the bolos, or the bolas, however they yeah. called it. And the rocket launcher. And I switched between the two. Yeah. Because those are the only two good weapons in the whole game. After that, the rest of the game is just like trying to get through frustration, wanting to break your controller, or wanting to destroy the game, whichever one comes first. Yeah, as I said, like the actual world itself, the graphics and all that, I thought was really good. It was pretty decent for what it was essentially a movie tie-in game. But my God, they should have thought more about how to kind of waypoint you and things like that because it's just frustration after frustration and i think it's a good thing but also another frustrating thing is that the there's no hard game over you can just keep continuing um, near enough immediately from where you died as well yeah so it's like the game knows it's bullshit and instead of trying to fix it they just went oh okay we'll give you lives but it's arbitrary and you can't fail you know what's amazing about this game? So when I was looking it up, I looked at old reviews, and a lot of old reviewers during that time period were like, oh, the game is too easy. I'm like, are you kidding me? Just because you can keep surviving through continues doesn't make it an easy game. No, definitely it was, like I, It just made me so angry. Like I couldn't believe anyone would call the game easy. It is not. You honestly need a guide yeah. to get through the game. Because like you said, with all those key cards, you have no idea what you do with each key card. Yeah, and... Uh, and there's a million rooms that look the same. Don't forget that. Yes, and then every building has about three or, floor, three or four floors on it. Which can have 20 rooms per each floor, and they all look exactly the same. And there's no map or anything. Yeah, no mini-map. And it's, yeah, it's just god-awful. Uh, yeah, it was, oh, it, was, it was bad. I agree. I think the music was good. I think the design was good. It was obviously Zelda-inspired. Yeah, definitely. But I think they really could have done a better job. It kind of, in a sense, reminded me of the original Zelda on NES, where if you're just dropped in as a kid, you have no clue what to do unless someone gives you like a hint on, like, this is where you go and what you do. Yeah, unless you have prior knowledge of this game, it is pretty much just sits you down and goes, okay, go. Yeah. And then that is essentially it. And I think, as well, the ending is a bit of a slap in the face for all that effort. Oh, man, so many, like, t- like terrible games give the worst endings possible. <laughs> it is literally, you step on a helipad, <laughs> it pans out and uses some Mode 7 and then flies away, and congratulations, you survived. Yeah. That is what you get for your, if you know what you're doing, two plus hours of suffering. Yeah. And it's a oh yeah it yeah, is fucking horseshit i mean i don't again like i was pretty young when i played the amiga one i don't know if when you're a kid you just have a lot more resilience and you're just having fun playing a video game but i do not remember it being that aggravating like i said i had bad memories associates game so i actually haven't played this game since i was like seven or eight so it was kind of hard for me to jump into the game. Yeah. It's like I had PTSD. I was like, oh, God, this is it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Yeah, but, I think, uh, oh, yeah, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think I just kept unfairly comparing it to the Amiga version, which is, well, it's essentially like comparing uh, a Switch port of something to a high-end PC port in the today's day and age. Yeah. Because they had... Maybe not the budget, but obviously the technology to kind of zoom the camera out a little bit more, make the areas a bit wider. They sectioned them off instead of making it all one huge world. So you knew when you were making progress. So I just kind of, I kept comparing it to my experiences with that and just being like, oh, this is not to be like a PC snob or anything, but I'm so glad I grew up with an Amiga instead of this. No, I understand. Like I said, I own the Genesis version, 
and the Genesis version, you could either play as Alan Grant or the Raptor. And I played the living hell out of that game. Because as a Raptor, you can eat the little compies and you get health from them. Like, that is, in my opinion, my favorite Jurassic game that was like had a tie into the original movie. Mm. And it had great music and the graphics were pretty cool. But, so you didn't play, I'm not going to talk too much about it. But I will just say, like, yeah, you can play as Raptor. It's only five levels as the Raptor, but as Grant, it's seven. And as Grant, you know, obviously, uh, you get a bunch of different weapons, and you get uh, rocket launchers, and if you hit a dinosaur, they uh, can turn to ash, which is pretty fun. <laughs> so uh, probably have to take a look at that one at some point, then. Yeah, when so I kept comparing it to that game, going like, wow, you know, the Genesis version was just so much more fun to play compared to this, like, you know, SNS, or whatever, SNES one. Yeah. So... I think the one on the Amiga was going for a more realistic horror vibe because near enough all the music in that game is really haunting and atmospheric, especially the sewer levels. Like Anyone who goes through the soundtrack of the Amiga one and listens to the sewer levels, that shit terrified me as a child. I hate going in there. Uh, the only unfortunate thing is that's where the girl from the movie is kind of hiding and she won't move unless she's on a box. You have to push her through the water where all those, like, kind of sea uh, dinosaurs are. I don't know which one it is. But, it, yeah, it was fucking terrifying. Yeah, I actually looked at some videos on YouTube of the Amiga version just so I had an idea of what it would look like since I knew you would talk about it. I think the FPS scenes on the on the Amiga were pretty pretty good looking except yep. the raptors look super goofy when they attack you <laughs> yeah it's like straight oh. out of looney tunes the amiga had uh they'd been doing that stuff for ages i meant to ask you uh does the i assume the genesis one doesn't have those sections the genesis one is actually an entirely different game yeah 100 different it's a side scrolling game instead oh okay. so there's no like first person scenes so instead you have to go throughout the entire park and uh, just go through different stuff. So, for example, in the Genesis version, you have like a jungle level, you have the river level, you have, uh, oh God, I want to say there's a volcanic, yeah, there is, there's like a volcanic-ish level where you're kind of outside. Then you have like the visitor center. So oh. that's, so it's it's a lot more straightforward since it's linear based. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's a it's back in the day where, you know, a Genesis or a Super Nintendo versions were actually 100% different. So it gave you a bit more variety than it is nowadays, where it's the same game, just different system. Yeah. Do you know if the uh, Super Nintendo was actual 3D? Or was it like the same kind of thing with uh, Wolfenstein, where it was kind of just drawn uh, different angles to make it look like it was 3D? I'm pretty sure it was drawn at different angles to look 3D, just based on like how the dinosaurs would move, especially when the raptor would turn around. Yeah. It was like a paper cutout almost. It was like, he's looking left, and then boom, he's looking right in a second. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Amiga had been doing kind of first-person shooter-type games for a long time. I mean, I can't remember too many of them off the top of my head, but uh, Eye of the Beholder, like Dungeons & Dragons games, had been using the kind of square sort of 3d wolfenstein style type thing for quite a while oh so yeah, yeah yeah that's probably why they were able to obviously and the power difference were able to squeeze out a bit more in those scenes yeah just because it was kind of a pre-existing thing and uh, it was already an established kind of genre on the amiga at the time well yeah like i said the the fps parts on the amiga look quite good it was just mm -hmm. the raptors look really goofy because they're just like illustrations and they just like attack you and they're and the anatomy of their like legs and arms coming at you <laughs> was really bad <laughs> other than that the environments were pretty damn good and it was really smooth so yeah. you know it's very commendable i think because it was uh back in the day where obviously they didn't have 3d models so they had to draw various stages of the raptor coming towards you i would wager yeah. And then uh, obviously every direction it looks in had to be drawn and things like that as well. So <laughs> it's probably just a weird perspective. Yeah, I'd agree. But yeah, um, like I said, the uh, Super Nintendo version, I I'd seen my friend used to play it a lot. I remembered it kind of just bits and pieces of it, but I'd never really played through it myself. 
it was a decent enough game, but I don't think I'm ever going to be in a rush to play through it again, just because, oh, gee, just the, even knowing what to do, I don't think I'd gain any enjoyment out of beating that game again. No, I mean, I beat the game, I will never pick it up again, it was more like I defeated a childhood bully, I feel, <laughs> and so that was all the pleasure I need, I never need to touch it ever again. Yeah, I... The soundtrack, like I said, pretty decent. I enjoyed listening to it. The controls weren't bad or anything. It's just a classic case of you figure it out. We made the game. We're not going to tell you what to do. Yeah, they definitely didn't want you to beat it in a weekend if you rented it. No, definitely not. And that is obviously just like hindsight's twenty twenty. That's just the crux of the problems that most of the games we look at have is that uh, value for kind of like dollar purchase value was just off how long you could make somebody play the game, that not the fact that it was actually a lengthy experience. Yeah. Because most games can be beaten in like an hour to two hours. I imagine some poor bastards back in the day spent days trying to beat this game. Yeah. And Especially little there. kids, man. Yeah. They have yeah. no clue what they're doing. No, hell no. Which, uh, I guess... Brings us nicely to the next game, which was a lot more straightforward in its approach. Ah, yes. The Chaos Continues Jurassic Park 2. Before now, we uh, go yeah, into go this, I am just going to say, my god, that introduction animation. Ah, yeah. It's great. Love that it. Tuck me back to the days of bloody Newgrounds. <laughs> the, the drawing quality, like, I cannot do it justice to talk about it. The game itself looks pretty decent, but the cutscenes look like they were hand-drawn in Microsoft Paint. Well, they're well-drawn in Microsoft Paint. They're, oh, not yeah. like, they're not like some poor man's Microsoft Paint. They're, they're high-quality Microsoft Paint. No, but I, I've never liked it when they draw them like that. I'd rather they kind of draw it in the game's actual style and have yeah. less movement on it rather than what looks to be like a low-budget Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I understood they're going for, but uh, eh, they did what they could. You know, the game was released before Lost World was. No, I did not know that, but I ass- yeah, I, I assumed as much because uh, obviously we'll get into it in a bit. But the scenes from the game did not match up with anything from the movie, really. Yeah, well, what's interesting is you know the game was also made by Ocean, which you know made the first Jurassic Park game. And it's a completely different genre of being, you know, a side-scroller shooter, side-scrolling shooter. Mm. But yeah, it's, so it's like a non-canonical sequel to the original movie slash game. But uh, one thing I want to say, because like I know quite a bit about JP stuff, but uh, what I thought was really weird about the game is so when I first played it, you play as some dude who looks like he's in the military, right? And he has black hair and he has like some type of like chest and shoulder armor, you yeah. know? You know, that's Dr. Grant. Like, think about that. You're playing Dr. Grant, and it doesn't make any sense because Dr. Grant doesn't look like that. He's, like, in his, like, what, mid-40s in the first movie? Yet now he's some, like, jacked-up, like, military soldier going back to the first island. So, uh... The, basically, the whole point of it is that uh, the original rival of Ingen, Ingen's the uh, company which made the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, yep. the rival's uh, Biosyn. So the whole point is that Biosyn is coming back to the island to take all the dinosaurs away since they weren't able to get the uh, dinosaur DNA that uh, the fat guy, Nedry, lost in the first movie. So that's yep. basically the, the point of it. Um, but I thought what was interesting about it is uh, Colin Trevorrow who's the director of Jurassic World, the new, like, both of them, he actually used this game as research for the first Jurassic World movie. I think I sent you a link to that, so you can kind of see the picture of him playing it on SNES. Yeah, like the the re- very well-aged SNES. Yeah, it ages like fine wine with that nice yellow hue. Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, anyways, like, that's just kind of like a little history on the game. I mean, obviously... Now, once Lost World came out, whatever this, you know, game said is completely, like, it doesn't matter. I mean, they use some, I guess, you know, maybe Colin Trevorrow used some ideas from the game in uh, Jurassic World. But anyways, that just give a little bit of background on the game. So, I'll let you uh, talk about your experience first since I gave some background to it all. Well, uh, I did like the 
when you go into it, this one's kind of like a little more... It's straightforward because it's uh, just a, essentially a run-and-gun game. Yeah. But uh, I did like the mission select. I thought that was a quite nice touch, the fact that you could tackle any mission you wanted at any time. Um, I just thought it was very strange, and it now makes a lot more sense with you kind of saying that. Because some areas almost reminded me of Alien 3 on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, you're like I, running I, yeah. through industrial complexes like uh one of them looks like a steelworks and you're fighting humans instead of dinosaurs so yeah it was kind of real weird it went from shooting dinosaurs to attacking other humans you know uh, not to kill the dinosaurs though there's a dinosaur counter oh is that what that was yeah so you have to use tranks on the dinosaurs because you start with 100 dinosaurs, but if you kill 100 of them, because it's for your whole entire gameplay, it'll start to have like slowly go back to 100. But if you get to zero, it's an automatic game over. Oh, I did not realize that. I thought that was kind of like some special bonus for wiping them all out. <laughs> no, you're supposed to save them, man. That's why you switch weapons. So I thought it was kind of unique because the tranks don't work on the humans, which kind of made me mad. I thought it'd be great if you could trank them. So the idea was to keep the you always like switching between your weapons. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was impressed with the amount of weapons that you got off the bat. Now I was just gunning shit down left, right, and center. Yeah, I mean the controls were pretty like fluid. I mean it played like Contra. If Contra was like you know way more restrictive, so I call it Contra Light. Um, the animations and yeah, the motions are really good. The controls are really good, but I will say that. Until you get used to the dinosaurs, it is really hard to shoot the kind of raptor-style ones because you get next to no iframes. Like, oh, they, you mean when you're hit? Yeah, they will just pinball you because they jump through you, turn around, and jump back through you again. You just Well, the idea is that you're supposed to jump at the raptor as it's coming towards you. If you do that, you'll never get hit. Yeah. It's not I've, jumping... Oh, yeah, sorry. I figured that out eventually, but it, it is very punishing. Yeah. And it's one of those games where there is, again, no hard game over, but you're expected to do the entire level in one life. Yeah. So that, for me, was very irritating. And also in a game, games like these, where the screen is in pretty tight, the mm -hmm. fact that they come in so fast, and also that there are leaps of faith and there are there is fall damage. Yeah. I got real aggravated with that game real quickly yeah i can agree it's kind of aggravating but i guess to me the game wasn't as aggravating as uh this whatever the first trash part game was because at least this was yeah i could enjoy it more yeah i, could, yeah, I agree yeah, i was the fall damage was like so annoying yeah because the controls were fine but if you jump off a ladder and you miss because i know in one of the levels there's kind of like an underground bunker and you have to climb up ladders and then jump across like a gap to grab another ladder and then there's another one where like i said shooting humans and you're going up large kind of scaffolding and things like that and if you push down an a you can jump kind of through the platform yeah uh, i don't think i beat that one because i just kept getting sick of falling all the way down dying and having to start again no i mean i can understand that it's I mean, it's not as frustrating, I feel, as the first game, but, like, if it gets annoying, I can see why I could turn it off, because, you know, it's a 2D side-scroller. It can yeah. get pretty annoying. I just felt that, uh, for what it was, it was a decent game, and I had fun with it. I just couldn't get my head around the fact that as soon as slopes were introduced, the raptors were a lot harder to avoid. Because then, obviously, that didn't take into account that they're going to jump at the same height, if not higher, and you're lower down. So Ah, uh, like when you're inside the buildings, you mean, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I got you. So it kind of kept throwing me off because the game kind of kept changing the rules every so often, I felt. Yeah, when, they're, when you're on the slope and they're jumping from above, you have to duck. Yeah. And then you get around. So, it, for me, it was just... I don't know, like, uh, I like run-and-gun games, but I felt that that didn't really want to be a run-and-gun. It wanted to kind of be an action-adventure game because, the, well, the enemies didn't die quickly enough for it to be a run-and-gun. 
Yeah. Like, uh, they take quite a few hits to put down. That and also you can lose ammo in the game, so you actually have to look for ammo around the level, which also kind of defeats some of the purpose of a running gun game. Yeah, so it was kind of this weird kind of action-adventure exploring game, but with the speed of a run-and-gun. Yeah. But the animations were absolutely amazing, and there was a nice variety in the levels. The music didn't particularly stick out to me on this one, but... yeah. I did have a lot more fun with it than the first game just because of the pace it went at. Yeah. One thing I'd say is that the colors were far more muted than the last game, but I think that kind of, I know some people might not like it, but I felt it kind of helped the game seem more... Yeah, obviously it's a pixelated game because it's old, but it has that nice, you know, more like earthy, more yeah. realistic feel to it versus the last game, which looks far more cartoony, which is why I feel those cinematic parts in this game stood out far more because they're like okay let's turn the saturation up to 11 yeah basically and uh it works for the game because it's kind of a more serious tone for this one as well yeah so well yeah i'll say since you didn't beat it um one thing about the game is uh you know there's the three settings easy medium and hard and it's one of those games where depending on what you beat it on or sorry what difficulty you beat it on you get a different ending level. So if you be on easy, uh, you just do the final level, which is, I think, the visitor center or something. No, sorry, it's the Biosyn headquarters, which I think is on the island. Then if you put on medium, uh, you have to escape to your Jeep. But when you're trying to escape to your Jeep, uh, you have to confront the T-Rex. And then if you do hard mode, you have to do that same final boss battle. And then you have to challenge another helicopter as you're trying to leave the island. <laughs> so they have like two, each difficulty has one extra level to it. I beat it on medium, so I got to fight the T-Rex. And uh, the T-Rex battle is pretty easy, but it's really obnoxious because this game kind of has that Ninja Gaiden issue where if you get hit, you fall back. Castlevania, I think, has it too. Yeah. And so when you play against, or when you verse the T-Rex... Um, pretty much the T-Rex is coming at you from, he's starting from the left and going towards the right. So if you keep running away from him, uh, there's a pit and you can only stand on that ledge. If you go any closer, the T-Rex will attack you and you'll just fall off. And you have like only 75 seconds to beat the thing. So even if you do everything perfectly, there's still like only five seconds left on the counter. And when you kill the T-Rex, he explodes. So. (laughs) Fair enough. That, and then also the end of the game is not much different than what you would get with the first Jurassic Park game as well. Just like, good job, you beat it. Yeah, I very much feel that unless it was an RPG, endings in games from that era, especially on a console, were an afterthought. It's kind of like uh, yeah. the game was your experience. The game over screen is just to let you know it's done. Yeah. Very few games of that era were like, oh, okay, here's, here's like, the satisfying payoff, here's the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, they could have done a better job, but, yeah. I mean, back in those times, it was considered a roaring success of an ending if it was spelt correctly. <laughs> Referring to those old-school NES games with right. mistranslations aplenty. Congratulations. I love congratulations, or, like, that was an alien warrior alien soldier game where it's like telelist telelist yeah <laughs> i mean same idea telelist all right so i think that takes us to the next franchise or not sorry not next franchise the actual sequel to jurassic park uh the lost world on playstation getting a little bit more modern here so yeah i was have you played this game uh no again a friend had it in the house i looked at the case he offered for me to borrow it but he also at that time had spider-man one on the ps1 so i took that instead because that's a no-brainer to me hold on spider-man one as in the movie no like in the the, the cart or the 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 comedy yeah the saturday morning cartoon type one where you oh that's you're swinging on top of the buildings and like the whole the story was like the ground was poisoned or something with somebody's like, I can't remember which villain it was. You got like tons of costumes and things like that. Yeah. And you look kind of like chubby Spider-Man. You're always like kind of like, like 
crunched down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, game is great. I love that game. Yeah. It's probably Excellent game. might be an idea for a future episode, but basically, that's the reason I didn't play it as a child. Because that All was right, that, that, that's fair. That well, sorry, like, this is, like, this is totally off topic, but just relating to that game. Did you know that in the PlayStation 1, you know, you can use the zip line to go up and down from the ceiling, but on the Dreamcast version, that button doesn't exist, so there's actually, like, one or two levels where you can't actually complete it because there's no zip line? I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. That's some information because I owned it for Dreamcast and I was about to snap that CD in half when I learned that. And I even called Activision to complain because I was like so like enraged that a necessary thing wasn't in the game. Anyways, let's go back to Lost World got on a, PlayStation got 1. A, a male Karen here asking to see the manager. Hey man, as I don't know how old I was. I'm just going to say I was 12. And as a, no, I, I hit puberty, man. With a crackly 12-year-old voice, I was not dealing with no zipline bullshit. Excuse like, me, hey, sir. guys! <laughs> where's my goddamn zipline? Oh, I'm not call- I'm not able to give you a zipline in your game, sir. <laughs> I need to get my mom. Mouth breathing and keyboard bashing. Of course. Except, but, you know, throwing my Dreamcast controller. Yeah, anyways. Back to the good old <laughs> PSX. Um, yeah, so I never... I never played it. Oh, that yeah. they, they still use that today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never played it. But uh, this was the one I was most interested on because I think if you were to ask me to name my favorite console of all time, it would probably be the PlayStation 1 by a tiny margin. Over? Over the Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Just because I had it for longer as a child and I played it. There were way more, like, I love the Dreamcast. But the PS One had a better library. Yeah, it had, it had way more. So, I was excited to the fact that we were starting to head into PlayStation territory. But I will say that, uh, for as hard as I tried at that game, uh, the collision detection is fucking shit. Oh yeah, and that Did... pissed me off so much <laughs> because it had. My all-time favorite thing as well, extreme fall damage, where if you leap from an, a ledge that is just one pixel too too much, you will lose like a fifth of your health, and then you will get gang-banged by raptors. Did you get past the compy level? That's an important question right there. Did I did. You get past comp- okay, that's good. I got, I got past the compy, and then I, the shooting sections were not much better. Did you play all the dinosaurs or just the soldier and the compy? Uh, I got through the compy, the soldier, and then the next one's the raptor. Yeah. So And then I played a little bit of the raptor, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> because I also felt that playing as different dinosaurs was really cool, and it's a feature I knew the game had. And I know yeah. like the last one you get is the T-Rex. Mm. But... It, the raptor sections and the compy sections just boil down to hammering the button. Yeah. Just waiting for the enemy to attack you or getting to them before they attack and just hammering the button. Yeah. I did not enjoy that. No, I understand. Um, this game for me is saying that I'll be honest. As a little kid, I wanted to love it. I wanted to love this game so goddamn much because you could play as all the dinosaurs. And I recall renting this game. I played as the compy. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I slammed my PlayStation controller on the floor a few times playing this game as the compy. Yep. Because that level, I think you, you have to attack like an Allosaurus in the first level. Yep. And it's damn near impossible to kill the thing without cheating. And as you said, there's lots of fall damage, collision detection's horrible. It's kind of hard to tell what you can interact with and not interact with, what can hurt you, what cannot hurt you in the background. Yeah. I mean, I thought those plants were health power-ups. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? It's a compy. <laughs> like, I thought, okay, I can't attack these dinosaurs, so obviously I'm supposed to eat plants. And they take off more fucking health than the dinosaurs do. Yeah. Jesus so... Christ. <laughs> That's why I kind of wanted you to try the game, because it, it's just this game where you're like... We're supposed it, to be it, friends. We're supposed to be I, friends, and you put me through that. 
I felt it was, it's a good dinosaur game until you play it. <laughs> no, the the setup was great. I enjoyed the setup. I thought it was real clever, like going through the DNA, saying where in the world it existed at that time. That is a good ass introduction to playing a shitty little rat dinosaur. Well, did you know that they actually? I didn't. This is where you're gonna say you can hate me even more. Uh, I don't think I informed you that they had a, a special like anniversary edition of the game, I believe, or like a 2.0 update, which basically they made the game easier. And the first level you start as the T-Rex because there was so much backlash that the T-Rex is the last an- dinosaur you could play as. Because everyone's like, I'm playing the game because I want to be the T-Rex. I want to be able to eat people. And so finally they released a newer version and said, okay, okay. So the first level you're a T-Rex and run around just destroying everything. And then you'll be a compy. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't hate you more for that. I'm more impressed that that in that day and age where essentially when a game was packaged and shoved out the door, that was the end of it. Yeah, it was like, oh, you don't like this bit of the game? Tough shit. We've already got your money. Like, what yeah. do you want me to do? Patch it? This ain't a PC. This ain't MS DOS. Yeah. So yeah, I'm more impressed that they listened to that and went, oh, okay, fine. We'll change it. And then I'm even more impressed that people went out and probably forked over another, like, 30 pounds or, like, $40 for it. Yeah. What did you think of the the soundtrack of it? It was... I don't... Now that you ask, I'm having a real hard time remembering what it sounded like. Yeah. It was pretty inoffensive. Do you know what's really interesting about it? The composer for the game... Uh, is one of the main composers for Pixar animations and also for Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. We're talking about he's won awards because he did. He was a composer for like Ratatouille, Up, The Incredibles, Inside Out, Coco, The Incredibles Two. He's also also did the uh, what is it the film score for Jojo Rabbit. So I mean, he's actually quite you know prolific in what he's done, and. I only knew that because I watched some video about this video game, like a retrospective, and someone made the comment that he was the composer for Jurassic World. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then I looked him up. I was like, oh, wow, he's done so much more, especially for Pixar. He's like one of the main composers for Pixar. So I was kind of stunned to know that someone with his caliber did it. Granted, I'll be honest, I don't remember all of the musical scores in the game, but it wasn't bad. No, like I said, it didn't stick out to me as, like, the, uh, I mean, did you play the, I think it was the director's cut of Resident Evil 1? Yeah. Do you remember that fucking dumpy-ass sewer music where it was like, A little bit. At least it wasn't on that level. Yeah. Where somebody sounded like they just wandered into a booth and gone like, oh yeah, just give me what you got, go for it. Well, I mean, Resident Evil 1, I'm not sure it was director's cut of the original one. At least in the American release or the one that I had, the voice actors changed halfway through the game. So, you know, that's a thousand times worse in my opinion. They went from American to Canadian because she was like, it's a boot time. We found each other. I was like, what? Now, you say terrible, but what you actually mean is a classic, classic piece of media. Oh, yeah. Because of Jill Samich, right? Well, just no, just every word that comes out of anybody's mouth in that game is just solid gold because it's so terrible. It's like the movie. Have you ever seen the movie Ricky O? Of course. It's like something that's so bad it does a 180 and becomes good. I don't know, man. Ricky O is a classic. I'd give that movie at least three Academy Awards. <laughs> Have you seen like the special effects, the, the writing in that yeah, movie? I've watched the whole thing. I've seen that movie five times. I love that movie. It's amazing. Jeez. You got a lot of guts there, Ricky. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking say that. It's such a good line. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyone but, who uh, wants uh, a good chuckle, go watch Ricky O and make sure you watch the... Eng- I don't even know if it's a Japanese version of it, but watch the English version. Yeah, it's on YouTube for free, actually. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, back to Jurassic World. So you played as Combi, uh, Soldier, and Raptor. Who did yeah. you prefer? I think uh, just from a, I was never a kid who was really into dinosaurs. Like I didn't have dinosaur figures or anything like that. What's wrong but with you? I uh, I preferred crush dummies. Oh, I cute. had crush dummies in Lego. I um, had 
I had yeah. dinosaurs and Legos. Go on. I I think I prefer the raptor the most, just because from a, a standpoint, it's a raptor. It's like, yeah. it's just, if you were to just give me, like, no context and go, okay, I'm making a video game. Who would you rather play as? A compi, a human, or a raptor? I would just choose the raptor, just because that sounds like the coolest one. I don't know, man. Don't you want to be the underdog compi? No, never again. <laughs> It's like if I saw a compi in real life, I'd stomp it now. Because <laughs> he just, had to like bite the allosaurus on his butthole on his cloaca. Yeah. It's a fucking that <laughs> ugh. Yeah, no, I'm just never touching that again. I'm surprised oh, they, anybody got past that level in the day. Oh God, I don't know. I'll be honest. I cheated that game. I used Game Genie, and I got through the game when yeah. I was young. Rightly so. And, because, I mean, all I cared about was the T-Rex, like every other person. You just want to be the T-Rex, and you want to eat people and eat dinosaurs. It's the best part of the whole game. That's why they make you wait for it, and, then, and it's just bullshit. I think that's just something what I want. you don't get in this day and age anymore. I mean, going to go on a bit of a tangent here, but uh, I think we've talked mostly about the games anyway, but did you ever play Driver? No, I didn't like it, but go on. It's just that whole allure as well of, oh, you can't get out of the car, but maybe you can get out of the car. And then in the second one, you could. It was just that thing of, there's this small part of the game that is a very tiny part of that experience, but I fucking want it. And you don't yeah. get you don't get that in games anymore. You don't get that, like, uh, like the amount of shit people would go through to play as a uh, reptile in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Or just to get to fight him. You just don't get those things anymore. Yeah, I agree. I like, um, I don't know which game it was in, but in one of the Mega Man X games, couldn't you play Zero for a bit? Mega Man X 2, was it? No, 3. I think, no, in X 2, I think you could rebuild Zero, and if you rebuild him, you could play as him. However, for Mega Man X 3, I think you could always play as Zero, but if he died, that was it, you couldn't play him again. Yeah. But in two, you had to rebuild him to get him. Precisely. It's that whole allure of, yes, X is cool, but Zero is fucking cooler. And he has those puffy green nips. And oh, I, God. I want to play nips? as him. I want to play as him so bad. Man, Mega Man X4, you could play him in, like, the black armor. And I think I just, like, lost it as a kid. I was like, oh, my God, Zero in black armor is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, yeah, it's, like, going back to Jurassic Park, it's that whole allure of they put all these things in front of you and then they take the one fucking cool toy like the asshole kid and they put it on the top of the shelf and go you can't have this one you can't have this one until you show me that you've played the shit out of all these other things <laughs> and that is like what that game was like and what that era was like but there were so many more decent ways to go about it like the spider-man game I wanted the symbiote suit because not only did it look fucking cool, but you had infinite webbing. Yeah. There were so many better ways to do it like that or to make it a challenge rather than to lock it behind a bunch of shit gameplay and go, yeah, this one thing you you want, you can't have it. No. No. It's essentially, <laughs> it's essentially what the man says to me. No. Yeah. That was a pretty annoying thing, I'd say, back then. But, you know, one thing I'll say at least about games that got past that era, they started doing things that I felt to be somewhat like horseshit, such as, you know, if you played Metal Gear Solid 2, you played as, uh, what is it? Raiden. You played that, yeah, you played as Raiden, right? But, you know, first you play as Snake, then you play as Raiden, and the majority of the game is with Raiden, and that was one of the most disappointing things ever. Yeah, I get it. They play similar, but I just don't care about Raiden. I don't care about his story. Give me Snake. And then it's like, look, now he's Pliskin. Oh, man, we're really honing in on that Escape from New York movie. Yep. That and was, then, uh, I think that went, that went down in infamy that day. So that was the biggest rug pull ever because the demo, all the media, none of it showed him. Yeah. It was all very much. And then they played it off as a joke as well. Like, I remember the trailers for three. Like, they had that uh, cutscene of. There's like a director's chair and it says main character and Snake goes to try and sit in it and then Raiden's in it as well. Yeah. And they just like make a big joke of it because I bet everyone was fucking pissed. Also, when he had the save file of Metal Gear Solid 2, it didn't like, uh, what Naked's is his name? Mask. Naked Snake. Yeah, he yeah. lands with Raiden's mask. You're like, oh my God, what? And then he removes like, haha, it's me. 
Yeah, and then that actually plays into the game later when you have to disguise yourself as him. Yeah. Um, and then what was the other one that, that reminds me of? Now, this is more like, it depends on who you are. But I'm going to be honest, this one really pissed me off. Uh, Devil May Cry 4. Devil May Cry 4, you're stuck playing Nero until yep. you get to play as Dante. Yep. And the whole game, I was just playing as Nero, so you get to Dante. I did not like Nero at all. I get they try to make him more interesting than other... Like, basically, right in Nero, to me, fit more of, like, a Japanese, like, character archetype, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, pretty boy who's, like, aggressive and has potential, but at the same time, he's sensitive. And, yeah, okay, cool. Maybe that's relatable to some people, but you know what? I just want my arrogant, cool Dante. That's all I want. I want Dante to come in, eat his pizza, and kick ass. That's all I want. Give me Dante. I mean, it was worse as well, the fact that they made... I know it was to do with kind of, like, the fact that he had Virgil's arm or blood or whatever but they made yeah. him look like dante as well yeah which was even worse that was the biggest slap in the face is it's like we're gonna dangle this in front of your face for the first half of the game and make you play as the watered down pussy boy version yeah now I don't mean, get I me saw... go on I was just, don't get me wrong the new game they did what they should have done and they made nero his own thing and he plays a lot better and he's a lot more interesting as a character because they fleshed him out for who he was, his own thing. Yeah, I haven't played a new one. I should, but yeah. I haven't finished it, but yeah. Like, the sections where you play as the three different characters, it's so much better because they just went, okay, he's not Dante, and he'll never be Dante. Let's just make him his own thing. And they did, and it was good. Yeah, that was the issue. I thought, I think they just didn't know what to do. They Because, you know, they made Devil May Cry 2. Devil May Cry 2 is horrible. They made Devil May Cry 3, which I think arguably is my favorite. It's not arguably the best one. I love Devil May Cry 3 yeah. so damn much. Story was great. I love the, the opening scene to Devil May Cry 3. It's probably one of my favorite all-time opening scenes. He's trying to eat his pizza and he gets attacked. How good is that? <laughs> it's yeah. so simple and dumb. Well, to be fair, it doesn't have much competition, does it? Like, one was a solid foundation... But yeah. it had some jank-ass voice acting and stuff like that. It also had janky-ass controls once you get to, like, the later Devil May Cry's. Yeah. And you didn't have, uh... You didn't really have any styles or... I mean, I think there was only two physical weapons. Like, the sword and the gauntlets. Sword, gauntlets, and then you had your shotgun, then you had ebony yeah. and ivory. So there was nothing there in regards to, kind of, like, flexibility in combat. Then two, like you said, shit the bed hard. Three had so much more content. Four, most people that I talked to, they were like, I didn't hate four, but it was not what I was wanting. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, DMC, no one talks about that. Yep. And then five, five was a, like, well, that's in Capcom's current golden era of bringing it back. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe so far, I know you haven't played it, but the only misstep has been Resident Evil 3. I have to look into it. I haven't looked at all into Resident Evil 3, so I don't know much about it. Well, they just, Other than the original. They just rushed it out the door. Like, I wasn't trying to rush to complete that game, and I finished it in four hours. Jesus. And it's like, there's tons of asset flips. They skip a bunch of content. Like, the whole... The whole Central Park area where you fight the huge worm, the Gravedigger, is just gone. Huh. Uh, you no longer have, like, the standoff against all the zombies with Carlos in the petrol station, a gas station. Yeah. You can still uh, craft or what? You... Yeah, you can craft, but it's just uh, bullets. And, well, I think it's just bullets and herbs in the last yeah. one. Yeah. So it's yeah. the same stuff there. Um. But they reintroduced that into the second remake. Like, uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. And then the hospital is completely gone. Uh, not the hospital, the church area where Jill gets left and you get to play as Carlos. Yeah. So they just cut so much from that game. Sounds like a bad DLC. Yeah, it was. It was essentially DLC. But, but you had a price full... is, Yeah, price is a full game. Wow, that's horse. Shit. I was just lucky that it was on offer for like uh, 4,000 yen Yeah. on like a CD keys website. So I'm just glad I didn't pay full price for it. That's fair. Well, uh, since we off went off on a tangent before yeah. we end anything, uh, let's bring it back to Jurassic Park real quick. So did you see all the Jurassic Park movies or just the original? One and two. 
I believe, and then one of the most recent ones with uh, what's his face in the Raptor Bros. Oh, uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. So, so you saw Jurassic World one or Jurassic World two? The first one. Oh, okay, so you never saw Jurassic Park three? Don't believe so. Is Jurassic Park two the one where the T Rex is on the ship at the end? Yeah, with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw one and two. I didn't see three. Okay, so, well, you should see three because, you know, there's some people who think it's an amazing movie, and then there's some people who still have their brain attached to you know, <laughs> their body. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if people like Jurassic Park 3. It's just arguably the worst Jurassic Park film. Uh, Jurassic World 2 is quite bad as well, but mm, I, I could kind of enjoy that movie, but Jurassic Park 3, there's nothing enjoyable about that film. Anyways, um, did you like the Jurassic Park movies? Yeah, of course. I enjoy. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, it's one of my, I wouldn't say all-time favorite movies, but I did really enjoy it. And then the second one, I think I only watched it once. I don't remember being as impressed with it. Yeah. So, have, having seen those movies and playing the games, did you feel the games did a good job of trying to emulate or mimic the films in any way or do you think there's just a cash grab i think the first the first one the snes one and the amiga one i think that one tried its best to take the source material it had and change it into a playable game yeah the other ones uh from what i played i just felt like they took the they weren't necessarily cra- cash grabs. I see them more as like the Star Wars universe. Like they were trying to expand it. Yeah. They were trying to give more. I don't think, feel any of them were shameless cash grabs. It felt like there was too much effort there to just be a cash grab. That's fair. I'd agree with that. I so, do think they should have spent more time on the PlayStation 1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I don't think that was an early PlayStation game. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. So by that point, we'd already had things like uh, Crash Bandicoot, Silent Bomber, Metal Gear. People had figured this shit out. And if we're still getting stuck on pieces of the wall or you're failing to engage me because your game is too broken, you're doing something wrong at that point. Well, like, I was playing the game, the Allosaurus got stuck in the ground, I was able to kill him. That was, like, one of the times when I was which, in which I was able to kill him, like, but, you know, it was a glitch in the game, and I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it's nice when the game is unfair in your favor. Yeah. But that rarely happens. But yeah, I feel just... I thought, I think the PS1... I mean, it's a little unfair to say, because it's a 3D game, and a lot of people had trouble adjusting to 3d settings but it wasn't an early game and it just felt like they were thinking that the love of the franchise and the ability to play as the t-rex would just keep people going but i feel like they put too much faith in that instead of actually making a solid game with a decent reward at the end yeah so as i said i do not regret my choice uh some probably 20 or so years ago when I grabbed my friend's copy of Spider-Man instead of Jurassic World. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to say about that game, though, I didn't mention earlier, was when you're the soldier and you get hit, I'll never forget, like, the weird type of posture he makes when he gets hit. It's like his arms just, like, get, like, really stiff and go behind him, and he kind of, like, does that, like, weird kind of, like... It's like if you kicked a caterpillar, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it has, like, this, like, weird, like, arched back thing. It's like, hur like, like, someone... He injured his back. He's like, oh, my back! And he just flies back. You're like, whoa, what the hell happened to my character? I did think it was interesting that they gave him a grappling hook. That was cool, even though the physics were incredibly broken. Yeah, it was not a smooth ride. And oh, no. You had to use it to fight the end boss as well, didn't you? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I didn't get that far because that I, I watched a little bit online just that I had a talking point if we got that far. It was it did not look like a an enjoyable fight. <laughs> the his physics, man, were so hilarious yeah. watching his body just stiffen up. Like, I thought that was pretty dang funny. The Raptor played a lot better, I felt. It's still super broken, but he played better. 
Yeah. It didn't feel like I was trying my best to avoid large chunks of the game. Yeah. I, I felt the Rapture was the only portion where I started to kind of enjoy the game. The compy, to me, was like the sadomasochist part of the game. And then the soldier version, their solar part was more like, oh, this is the game, but even more broken than before. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think, I'm guessing that's the only problem with adding that much variety to a game in that day and age is that they have to rebalance, retweak, like add different weight values, speeds. And it's just, it ends up doing nothing well and everything subpar. Yeah. So they should have just focused on, like, just dinosaurs, even if it was just dinosaurs. Did you know they wanted to make a survival horror game with Jurassic Park, but Dino Crisis beat them to the punch? Good. Dino Crisis is actually one of my favorite survival horror games, but uh, supposedly they really wanted to make a survival horror game. And even for Jurassic World, I believe there was some asset development to make uh, some type of, you know, survival horror game. But uh, they went back to, what is it? theme park simulator however the hell you call it i think right's theme park simulators theme theme park world yeah okay oh well, are you on are you on about the actual rides or the game theme park world uh, i'm talking about the actual gameplay oh okay so they explain that again sorry they made us they wanted to make survival horror game and then they did what um so basically for jurassic world they wanted to make a uh, survival horror game similar to Dino Crisis. Yeah. Uh, but even though they've made some assets for it, I believe from what I have read, there was a huge fan base because there was a Jurassic Park like theme park game. You're like theme park editor. I'm oh, not sure they call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know what you're on about. They Sorry. called it like Operation Genesis or something. Yeah. So I, I've heard yeah. it was called, I guess just simulation games or a sim, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for Jurassic World, the only game they ever made for it was like a sim where you have to make like your own Jurassic Park on the uh, five islands include, well, the five islands outside of Isla Nublar, which is the original island of Jurassic Park. Anyways, that's what they created instead. Which, you know, whatever, cool. But I really feel that they should have done more with Jurassic World than just that one game. Especially when you look at the original franchise of Jurassic Park. There was quite a few games and each one did so many different genres. It feels incredibly wasted to me at this point to not consider trying to do something new with the franchise. Well, didn't they try and do that really big one, Trespasser? They did. You know, Trespasser actually is what inspired, uh, what's his name, the dude from Valve to make, um, you know, that physics engine. Yeah. Habit, it was there you go. Real, real amb- uh, ambitious. But... Yeah, they didn't have the money or the time to do it, sadly, but yeah, it was incredibly ambitious. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that that hot tattoo on the boobs for your health. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was pretty poorly done but uh did you know like i actually got big into trying to get trespass to work on my computer like a few years back and i remember i was watching a youtube video and this guy broke it down like have you actually played the game no because it looked like absolute garbage oh well at the time it was actually incredible the graphics but you know no computer could run it because you know it just it wasn't well coded anyways i've played it quite a few times and um the main character Anne. When you try playing as her, there's like some platform sections. And when you try moving as her, she just doesn't really move correctly. And now for any single person out there who's played FPS, whether it be console or PC, everyone knows how important it is to move in any FPS. It's it's key to being having a decent experience. Obviously, next point's going to be aiming. But you would assume in any FPS, you know, the aiming system should be fine. You're using a damn mouse, you know, or joysticks. Anyways, in this game, someone looked at the coding and found out that how they designed Anne's character was that her upper body is like a rectangle and her legs are a cube. (laughs) So basically what that means is because her legs are like a cube, when you try and interact with any type of surface which is round, obviously the cube can't latch onto it, which is why you would always slip on any rounded surface, which is why you would always slip. Which is like blows my mind. So just imagine it's literally like a small rectangle on top of a cube. And that's how you move in the game. So every level is the ice level. 
essentially, well, you can hold on to like the grounds, but <laughs> if there's anything you have to jump onto. Yeah, you're slipping, you're falling, you can't get up. Yeah, so I'm, that's a. Uh, it looked interesting, very interesting, but I've seen enough people play it to know that I don't want to experience that. It was cool. Dinosaurs could rip guns out of your hands. You know, that was creative. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a Far Cry, basically. Yeah. But with dinosaurs. And, um, yeah. They could just... bring it back. Probably, but they'd make... have to do some serious work on it. Make it good again. Well, actually, you know, there's like a whole entire community that's actually redone the whole entire game so it actually functions. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you still don't aim correctly. You have to move your hand correctly, and then you have to look down the sights using your hand to actually shoot the gun correctly. So it's more realistic. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a fair bit about it, but it just doesn't interest. It seems at this point it is more of a morbid curiosity than something that you'd actually try to play start to finish. Yeah, I watched some guy on YouTube play the whole entire game because that was a lot easier for me. I didn't feel like sitting through trying to install the damn thing no not at all it uh it's not a finished game it's uh it didn't look particularly well optimized even after people have put it back together so i really like the the gameplay videos i've seen tell me enough about what i need to know yeah it'd be cool though if they brought back jurassic park as an fps though or something yeah, definitely. I mean, we're not getting any Dino Crisis anytime soon, although they're supposed to be doing something with it. Oh God, they used if they did Dino Crisis using the RE2 engine. Oh, that that would be really damn good. I love Dino Crisis. Yeah, I think it'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't. And uh, yeah. I think at that point we should probably wrap it up since uh, yeah. we've begun to ramble again. Oh, we've been rambling for quite a while now, my man. Yeah, it should probably pretty enjoyable though. People must yeah, enjoy hopefully. it. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us again this week for our romp through Jurassic Park games. And uh, hopefully we will continue to see you in the following weeks. So that's all for now. Stay safe. Have fun, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.